All right, Leafs talk. Point up. We're gonna try to get. We've got feedback on our end. We don't really know what to do about it. We apparently don't have it on the YouTube stream, so it is what it is. Um, Leafs lose in overtime, Sammy, in a game that I thought they just dominated the Panthers for the most of this hockey game. It wasn't really close. Basically, what this came down to was two minor mistakes. One early mm-hmm. on, actually, I shouldn't say minor. One was really bad. The first one was horrific. The Jake McCabe turnover that goes in the back of their net. And then at the end of the game, it's kind of a good penalty that Mark Giordano takes, but it's a penalty nonetheless. They go shorthanded and they give one up to the Panthers with an end empty. And I, again, I thought that they played mostly great tonight. I thought that Alex Lyon came out of nowhere and was brilliant, spectacular, stole a game for the Panthers, no question. But as we're getting closer to the playoffs, closer and closer to the playoffs, I did think that tonight was a bit of a reminder of how it's the little things that can kill you. It's those little moments that can change an entire hockey game. Even if you play well, it's a hot goalie that can change stuff. And I, I did just get the bad playoff feel omen tonight. Do you feel the same? A little overreaction from me? How are you feeling about it? No, I listen, there's no overreactions getting close to playoffs and having it be tight games with one mistake and a hot goalie. We've seen that mm-hmm. recipe in all the most heartbreaking moments of the last five years when it comes to Maple Leafs hockey. So I don't yep. think it's a bit of an overreaction. I, for the most part, thought the Leafs played excellent like you. Like, I think that Le- Lyon or Leon or however you want to say it, Alex Lyon, is that what they were saying? Dude, it's not Leon. This is the French soccer league, okay? I know you uh, bailed on soccer yesterday. You're trying to make up for it with uh, Leon, but no, it's Alex yeah. Lyons. Okay, he played excellent. He, and honestly, probably one of the games of his life, considering the situation for the Panthers, who were absolutely desperate for points. And he came out and he gave them an excellent effort. But Broski's been brutal for them. I don't know if he's been hurt. He wasn't on the bench tonight. They called up somebody from the minors to be the backup. So he just gave them an excellent effort. If I'm going to say one thing from this game, it's the Alex Lyon game. I just was really impressed with them. In the first period, he was a psychopath in the net. He's flying around. His stick's flying all over the place. Like a lot of luck involved in his whole night. But man, credit to the the guy. Like he's a journeyman undrafted guy. who was like a career 80-85. And he got the Cats one of their biggest wins of the season here. Dude, you can look at the live betting total in this game. Mm-hmm. It was nine goals in the first period because Vegas said, Alex Lyon is going to give up a ton of shots tonight. He's going to give up a ton of goals. And mm-hmm. he shut the door. And yeah, maybe... I think in any kind of game like this where he had close to 40 saves, you get a couple of lucky moments. But I actually thought, man, he looked really confident in that tonight. Yeah, he made a absolutely. lot of saves where he was just out of the blue and he just came to the top of his crease, made glove saves, didn't give up any rebounds. He was brilliant tonight. Leafs just got goalied. Again, it's it's hard to be overly critical because those two mistakes, they were bad ones. The first one especially, right? The one that put them in the hole, the McCabe. The yeah. first couple minutes Good of the name. game, the Leafs. Leafs were just kind of, oh, what are we doing here? We're just going to bat around, put it up in the slot. They had a couple of softies that they basically tried to put up their own their middle. But, yeah, like this is one of those games where you go, the story of the game is the other team's goalie. The other team's yeah. goalie was the monster in net. He made a million saves, a bunch of scramble plays around the net where you felt like the Leafs were going to jam one home like we're playing right now on the, on the uh-huh. YouTube channel. And Toronto just kind of couldn't find a way. I didn't really think that. A bunch of Leafs played poorly tonight. I actually kind of came away from this one thinking, let me know what you think of this. Let me have 11 it. and 7 felt smooth tonight. It felt like Matthews got, again, a ton of ice time. What, you didn't feel the same way? Because I, I know they're going to get Ryan O'Reilly back. They're going to get Matthew Nyes. They're going to have just way more depth at forward. But 
yeah, I just, I, there were moments tonight where I just felt like the, the, the right guys were out in the right spots, except for the very end with Lilligren and, and Giordano for whatever reason on that spot. But I liked it. I thought it feels like they're getting some chemistry with that. I think that's fair. I think they, it's, it's just because the good players are playing so much. That's why it looks good. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, if I'm looking at the final tally for the guys who played tonight yep. and you know, Matthews ends up at 23, 26 Marner ends up at 2409. This is one of Kipper's hobby horses on real Kipper and born. They always talks about, it's like, you know, this is not a, not a meaningless game for the least because they still have, um, they still have Tampa in the rear view mirror. Now there's six points up on them with that point that they got in overtime. So like the, it's definitely not done and dusted by any stretch of the imagination, but like, I don't know if I need to see Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews playing almost 24 minutes in a hockey game before they're supposed to be going on this massive run in the playoffs. It just feels like when it's 11 and seven, these guys play so much. Like they're up near 24, 25, 26 all the time. And I understand that when you're in the game, it's impossible to control. um, It's impossible to control your emotions as a coach. Like if they're on the bench and you're trying to win a hockey game, you're probably going to be tapping Marner and Matthews on the shoulder a lot. Like I understand it from his perspective, but it just feels like a lot for these guys when they are supposed to have one of the biggest runs coming up. They just, I know they're in their prime of their career. They're, they want to be on the ice at all times, but God, it just feels like when it's 11 and seven Marner and Matthews play like half the game. Yeah. Uh, I think you're worrying too much about this because man, well, they played Saturday nothing. night. If you're playing, if you're playing half the, if you're playing half the game, you're just putting yourself in the room for error, injury, everything. It's like, it just, I can, yeah, I, I think they play a little bit too I, much. I'd rather be in a groove and I'm not messing with those two guys right now. Again, I know you were in, you were on the links and you were having a grand old time this past weekend, you know, having beers with the boys, probably not watching too much, but Matthews had 15 shots in a hockey game on Saturday, yeah, turned around the very next night in Nashville and absolutely dominated. I think when your guys are in a groove, the way that they're in right now, you're probably mm-hmm. going to ease up on this a little bit as you get closer to the playoffs, but we're still almost three weeks away. I'm not going to be fretting about these guys. I'm not going to be taking them out of a groove. Matthews is playing better than he's, I don't know, played all year. Marner oh, has been be consistently close. great. Your stars love ice time. They're getting more of a feel for the team. They're getting more of a command. I I got zero issue with it. If they're doing this every single night down the stretch, well, I do. get it last game 11 of the and season. Seven, 11 and 7, they play them 26. Like, Martyrs played 30 yeah. minutes a couple times with 11 and 7. It's just too much. And Matthews has never looked better. No, I, well, yeah, but I think it's when he, you know, he turned it on a little bit when his wrist stopped hurting as much and his, uh, the wrist yeah, bone AK, that was AK, when he got more ice time. The, the, the wrist bone was connected to the, the hips and leg bones, apparently, because he started really skating a lot better. That wrist was really hurting his feet. Anyways, it's just, I, 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 I tend to agree that they're in a rhythm. You want to play them more. But these games get less and less meat, like when they get less meaningful, which they are by the minute here, I think you want to be a little bit more conservative with how much these guys are playing. Like a lot of the reason that these guys have burnt out in the in the first round, it's like, you know, they they look crappy in the first round. It's just they played a lot. I'm just saying it's a cautionary nah. tale. You're playing 30 minutes in a game that's agree. borderline meaningless. And Mar- and Matthews, are, they go down with injury like just play around 20. That's all I'm saying. You don't have to play them, you know, 15 minutes a night, but I don't need to see them playing up in the high 20s. Anyways, that's just, yeah. uh, we can I, move on I don't agree. That. I think that if they're in a groove, let them play. If they want the ice, let them play. Let them find their legs. Let them just increase their cardio, their stamina down the stretch. And I think, like, 
the, the, the risk of injury game to me is one that is a modern sports take that is gotten way too out of control. Like I even like the world baseball classic, how the most crazy injury happened. It's a guy jumping up and down celebrating, you know, mm-hmm. these things happen. Well, I was talking about this today with blue Jays. I'm in baseball brain now because baseball is tomorrow, but Jays didn't have anybody like Marcus Stroman who stepped on a sprinkler head, you know, or like stepped in a hole this year. They just ended up having it where everyone got through spring training healthy. I think a lot of it is luck. I'm not overly concerned. I, I say play them and they're going to play less when Ryan O'Reilly comes back, which is going to be sooner rather than later. Anyway, yeah. you know, what was a weird anomaly tonight with Marner. That was his first time in 800 days since he's had two penalties. Two in penalties. Game. Yeah. I was going to say. Two yeah. Penalties? yeah. It was shocking to see him take two bad ones too. Not like two ticky tack ones too. It's a great way. To, it's a great way to limit. Great way to limit his ice time is to not have him kill penalties. It's just to be in the box yeah. a couple times. <laughs> there you go. So a, a weird night for Mitch Marner, almost the Zach Aston Reese game. He gets a penalty shot that the, the attempt before it, where he tries to oh do the Forsberg. He was buzzing. Dude, that he was really like, was. he was absolutely flying. He was running into everybody. He had the, you know, borderline world-class tip on that wrister from the point. Like he's really, I think he's the type of guy, like just judging by what's happened with him. We don't need to get too into the weeds on Zach Aston Reese here, mm-hmm. but since they made all those trades and added guys that are direct competition with him, he like I mean not direct but like sort of similar role player bottom six kind of guys Lafferty Achari yeah. like yeah it's pretty direct he's really picked up his game I think they said that he's had three goals or four goals in his last eight games in the broadcast or last maybe three in the last eight games in the broadcast like he's really really picked up his game in terms of skating physicality you know putting in with the uh, the odd goal here I know he had two at one game so that helps you with your three or whatever yeah. but like. I really like what I've seen from him on the bottom half of the lineup. And he just, the, the trades and the motivation seems to have gone to his feet big time. He was impressive tonight, man. He was one of their, he was a really, really good player for him. I, I agree. The tip was gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, the near Forsberg attempt, also gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. I was texting with Borny. He had a great take on it. He went, if the ref calls nothing at all there. Zach Aston Reese stock is up because his penalty <laughs> shot was horrific i said to him i think that's what it would have looked like had justin bieber actually gotten a shoot on jordan Minnington. <laughs> that's what it would have looked like that exact move would have been in bieber's handbook i couldn't believe it was that bad that was the attempt that he came up with i i was pretty blown away that that was what an nhler did even alex Lyons was like going across he's like very he, he, he kind of they were, he was with them all the way. <laughs> like you didn't even throw ad fake in there. No. You didn't even do anything. You just got to coast it across and then shoveled it right into him. So tough look for him. If he scores there though, this is the Zach Aston Reese game, right? Yeah. Like that's the one remembering. And it does bring me to this is, you know, you and I try to keep these ones to, Hey, what's happening in this game. We try to avoid yeah. playoff talk uh, for a decent amount of it, but hard now, it though. Thinking, you know, good for him for not, for just going down with a fight trying to keep his mm-hmm. spot. Everybody has Matthew Nyes now put down in pen to be playing mm-hmm. in his slot. A lot of people have it as like a Ryan O'Reilly line with, uh, with Nyes and maybe Kerfoot, right? And then a fourth line that is, yeah, a checking group that doesn't include him. And I'm going, you know, I'm not He's sure this is the way it's going to play out. We'll see. I, I think that if you're a Leaf fan, you got to be hoping that Matthew Nyes steps in and you just automatically go, oh, hell yeah, he's going kind of like Andreas Janssen in the second 
lost? No, it was the first year lost to the Bruins, right? When Janssen stepped in and then won the Calder? Maybe. I can't yeah. remember. They all blend uh, together. Like either way, that one year where it was those Bruins series now blends together for me sometimes. Yeah, they're but all the same one. You're you're kind of hoping that he gives them that, but good for Aston Reese, dude. He's been playing great lately. He's been a guy that kind of is understated for a lot of his Leafs career. Somebody that doesn't have a lot of offense to his game. So to have a tip like that tonight, to draw a penalty shot the way that he did it tonight, like yeah, good for him. Uh, uh big moment. You think anything of Samsonov tonight? Uh liked him. Thought he looked. Thought he just shift grenade on the stick in the slot goes in and then the second one is like a really great tip that goes right past his ear and then the third it's like overtime whatever i i don't really judge him too much on three on three but i get progressively more encouraged from what i see from him his numbers will be a little bit more inflated uh tonight it, but he has really great numbers in uh after giving up five goals in a game like going into tonight, he was five zero and zero with a nine thirty eight save percentage and like a under two goals against. Like he's been a brilliant bounce back goalie, and I thought he was really good tonight. I just thought that tip was unlucky, and you know it's overtime. But I'm getting more and more encouraged with him as the starting goaltender heading into the playoffs. Like I really do not like full confidence. Obviously, like there's no goalie really outside of Vasilevsky or Shesterkin or Sorokin that I'm gonna have full confidence in. But, like, I have enough confidence in him that he can go somewhat toe-to-toe with the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Leafs have a chance to beat them in the first round. Yeah. Like, my, my confidence is definitely growing in him. Well, the goalie controversy has certainly taken a bit of a dip since Matt Murray mm-hmm. had another tough outing. And Sheldon Keefe, basically his number one defender, said to the yeah. media, Stop. You can't let him four goals. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Yeah. I've noticed the four goal thing the same way you guys have. (laughs) And tonight, even though it was a tough game for him in terms of some of these goals, maybe keep some of the net mat. Didn't really help his case either that Joe Wall stepped in and looked brilliant on the Sunday. Young and athletic. Yeah, I I just, I think it's, it's going to be really tough for Matt Murray to get that game one start now. I'm not really sure what was, what's going to have to happen. It's um, funny because every, every, Sheldon Keefe went out to the media and lied to us all for like three weeks, be like, he's been great. And then finally, he's like, I can no longer lie. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he, he's like the lies stop here. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he reached his liar tipping point. He was like, yeah, right. Hey, you guys got no, me. No more lies. No more lies. Uh, uh, dude, it actually reminds me a lot of uh, that I think you should leave sketch where he's the wrestler and he keeps getting beaten down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he keeps, he's like, he got me. <laughs> he got me. He embarrassed me. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, that's funny. That's him going to the media funny. finally telling the truth. Uh, yeah. So, by the way, tonight, I got to mention this. Mm-hmm. Like, the referees were atrocious. Oh, uh, so bad. So, I don't know so how bad. the hell they missed Austin Matthews offside. And then the holding call for William Nylander where he falls on a stick and... They reverse the call in the moment, give it to Leafs. And then instead of the classic, oh, we're just going to call any phantom call that's going to go in favor of the Panthers a second later, they end up calling one against Ekblad on a play that I still don't understand where his penalty was. He knocked, exactly. he knocked over Bunting. The, the Leafs got a penalty. Marner early on had a dive. I, you know me, man. I never bring up refs. If you listen to Leafs talk, if you watch Leafs we, talk. We never talk refs. We never do ref talk. No. Tonight, 
they were absolutely one of the stories of the game. They were brutal. Like, yeah. So there is, I those love, guys are want to burn the game tape because this one can't get back to league office if they want to get playoff games. I love I love Maurice on the bench just exploding on his team after that offside oh. and he's going nuts. And then Refi calls the trip, the ghost trip. It was Casper the ghost that trips Willie with the stick on the ice. And Refi obviously puts his hand up after he trips on the stick. Like not even had considered putting the hand up any sooner. It was obvious. And then like they're like, look, here we got it on the on the screen here. That's not a hold. There's no, no. Uh, watch the ref. Watch. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, he's like, and then he saw, he saw uh, Maurice's reaction. He's like, oh, Jesus Christ. I can't look him in the eye and tell him that's a trip. Oh, we'll get him on the hold. That was just a blatant lie penalty. And I was expecting a makeup call and it never came. Yeah. It was, they, they, game management was out the window tonight. There was not a lot of, uh, I didn't think it was a very good whistle at all. So. Hopefully those guys don't do the first round of the, well, maybe for Leaf fans, we hope they do because uh, at least we get in a sick whistle. Yeah. Um, okay. So moving it along, refs are bad. The Maurice thing, yeah. I will say this. It was pretty easy to read his lips. You and I yeah. shared it back and forth. Old John boy we over here was just crushing it. <laughs> <laughs> but we know exactly what he said and uh-huh. I love it. I, Same. I don't mind a coach blowing his top like that, but I will say Cosentino during the intermission made a good point. If you want, if you're going to do that move to your team where you just give them every ounce of it and you call them, you tell them to F off, F off, F off. And then you call them like little something. You drop drop some hard B words on them. Like you're playing like a bunch of B words. (laughs) They they zoomed in. Full tomato. How crazy is it that the Raptors, Nick Nurse, does that every game over any foul call? He uses the full Paul Maurice on the officials. As Paul Maurice won Muller, it's going to be a story across National Hockey League. Nick Nurse does that every single game. I, I, I but, loved, I loved it. Loved it. So did I. It made me, it made me remember having Paul Maurice coach here. Like, oh yeah. it just... Paul Maurice, I will say this, like, Leafs were embarrassing for a lot of seasons, man. They just did not have any good teams. But Paul Maurice was one of those coaches that I just, I really liked. I was never a Ron Wilson guy, pretty clearly. My favorite guy to think back on is Peter Horachuk, and he had to oh. fill in at the very oh. end. And it was the biggest nightmare. Was that, with that was when Carlisle got fired yeah, mid-season, Carlisle and they, they, they sent him out on that road trip, and they went like, what, oh. they go like 0-5 on that road trip? Yes, and, they just, and they just were dead, and they gave Horachuk zero effort. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Babcock gets a little bit of a bad rap historically for the way that kind of he helped rebuild the program for the Leafs. But yeah, I was never a huge Babcock guy. I also remember him going to the media whenever he'd just kind of stuff the good players down on the bottom lines, be like, Well, you coach the team. I was like, Ugh, enough with this guy. <laughs> Go back and look at Matthews's game logs from no. some of his playoff series no. under Babcock. You, you'll you'll no. immediately say, Yeah, you Actually, know what? I love it. I love it because they played less, I guess. My take, I have to Yeah, you're right. Babs. I forgot. Babs. That Hashtag Babs is right. Don't play the good players. They're going to get hurt. You're like, uh, yeah. load management. Uh, anyways, I, re- I always had a bit of a soft spot for Maurice. I just thought Agreed. he was a well-smoking guy, interesting yeah. guy, knows the game, cares about his teams, gets emotional at the right times, just seems to tap in. And I felt sorry for him tonight because let's just say it, that Panthers team is trash. They are nothing. They have no identity. Matthew Kachuk has to be having his wheels spinning going, what the hell did I sign up for here? I thought you guys were good. A year ago, you guys were solid. You were ripping it up in this league. And now I get here and everybody stinks and nobody plays hard. 
Like, what's their identity, dude? What what is what makes that team special? Matthew Kachuk is their Matt. No, Matthew Kachuk is literally their whole identity. They're like, yeah. we're the Kachuk boys. We all we got is Kachuk and you know, I guess Barkov, who was a big time ghost tonight. Like, where you know, was Barkov they, I, tonight? I barely no, noticed him. No, no. So I I agree with you, and that part of that is what impressed me about the Leafs tonight is you know that team that you know they're playing is supposed to be this desperate, hungry team that's fighting for their playoff lives or whatever. First of all, I know they suck, but the Leafs played way harder than the Florida did tonight. Like they were the first on like 85% of pucks. They were hitting bodies. They were in the scrums as well. Like that's how the the Panthers play in a must win game. They were pretty crappy for most of the night. Got a couple good breaks off least mistakes. Like we've laid out, but I agree. That is a no identity. Actually, I know their identity. It's uh, it's Radko Gudis running around. And then anytime he gets challenged, hiding behind seven guys, that's their identity is old tough yeah. guy Neanderthal Radko Gudis who's thrown out his knees at everybody and then the second somebody challenges him he hides behind the ref like how about like Simmons I saw somebody tweet I tweeted at them like Simmons and uh Simmons and him were in a little jostling match or whatever it's like oh they're talking in the box maybe it'll be a scrap after him like buddy this guy turtled with Zach Aston Reese talking to him you think he's gonna fight Simmons who's like a top five yeah. tough guy in the league give me a break anyways no no, I, I completely agree. Uh, he's a very annoying guy to watch. One of my least favorite guys in the league by far. Yeah, it just it's you want to respect some of what he does because I think you and I are both from the same cut from the same cloth in that we respect a good rat, you know, someone who hmm. does it the right way. But with him, I think he teeters. He crosses the line a little bit when it comes for like being ratty and versus being dirty. And then he's just one of those guys that just never, never takes account for it. And it yeah. just always seems to duck somebody. And it just, it rubs me the wrong way. I'm glad that he never became a leaf because it really did feel like was there was that the one year where he was going to be one. And, and then he never ended up getting a spot here. And yeah. I'm glad because it would have sucked to have to be on the wrong side of history of defending him for a while, which we absolutely would have done, you know, in like, no it, question. But like he didn't have to fight for that hit. That was clean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Matthews, 37 goals. Does he hit 40? Yeah, pretty clearly now, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I especially he's got Ma- he's got Marner in his line. Well, I was going to ask you actually at the beginning of the show that if he's sitting on thirty nine goals going the last game of the season, do you still play him and let him chase no. the forty? But no, you already not. said tonight that you don't even want to play him at all. So it's no. like, yeah, no, he's buddy. He scored sixty last year. Think he cares about forty? Like, yeah. no, absolutely not. No, like, guys like the round numbers. I, you know they do. But the, he, how many games they have left? Eight? He's getting yeah. three goals in his next eight. Like, no yeah, I question. Think so too. I think so. it's pretty much a lock. Um, I don't really have too much else from this game. Like, I mentioned the giveaways. I'm looking at some of the stuff. Like I said, I thought that that was one of the worst calls of the year. We mentioned the Marner stuff. Um, I actually thought you know this was a weird one because Lilligren is on the ice for the game tying goal penalty, right? Like, mm-hmm. the one that puts them on the penalty kill. But I didn't think really he did anything. I actually thought for him tonight was a nice little mellow out game. He's been a guy that everyone's been sort of criticizing lately and saying, I thought that he played with some confidence in the offensive zone. He made a couple of plays in the D zone where he went into the corners and he was able to like at least tie up his man and not have someone come away from with like with the puck and create a dangerous opportunity. I just, I, I thought that this one was like a positive step forward for a guy that basically most of the Leafs media is starting to say will not be playing in game one of the postseason. 
uh, I was going to say the exact words, a step in the right direction for Timothy Lilligren. He played uh, yeah. just a little bit more quiet tonight and a good reads in the offensive zone, like you said. I also wanted to mention that even though he lost the game, Ilya Samsonov uh, will be receiving a steak dinner from Justin Hall for when he mm. was skating through the neutral zone and just forgot how to hockey. And just like his limbs went everywhere somehow. I don't know what the hell happened. And Buddy. Anthony Duclair, who is a really good shooter, comes down from the hash marks and Samsonov stares him down, glove save, yep. and saves Justin us all from a big time Justin Hall conversation tomorrow. So, uh, well, you won't I will be talking tell about you Justin though, Hall tomorrow. It's a Jay's opening day, but we'll be, yeah. we would have been talking about Justin Hall. Oh, buddy, uh, my entire podcast tomorrow is just going to be about the Toronto Blue Jays. So, this is the oh, least talk for this wait. evening. Um, you and I do a lot of Justin Hall ain't so bad takes. So I think it's only fair that tonight we say he was the least worst player. He was not good. No, he had, he had bad hall night. He was kind of, he's just, he just has these nights and you just hope it's not game six or game seven against Tampa. That's what you just pray for. Yeah. Tonight was one of those nights. Oh, my last note. This is my only rapid fire thing. Okay. 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 Leafs first power play. Matthews mm. has to go off the ice with equipment issue. And it's <laughs> Alex Kerfoot who comes over the boards first for him. And I like, I don't know what else to say anymore. I know Keith. that that's Spencer Carberry, whatever. That's Sheldon Keefe. The least, you guys, the go, my son, skate. <laughs> intervention. This has now become a situation where, no, he literally is the coach's son, where he's playing over the better guys. And you're saying, hey, you can't play coach's son more than you play the guys that are. For Alex Kerfoot, to be the first man over the boards to replace Austin Matthews on a power play. Like, I'm sorry. Unacceptable. Wow. It's not like Callie Yarncroft's got the hottest stick in the Eastern Conference right now. Everything it touches turns to gold. And, uh, yeah, I Dude. agree. Why do you think yes. Michael Bunting is not looking at Sheldon Keefe right now? He's like, I'm better than 15. Okay. Yes. And actually, he ripped one on that. I think that same power play it was a big save by Lions. It was uh, early. It was either the first yeah. one or the second one. He had the a huge hit. rip right after it. That should have been a goal. Like, I actually thought, man, he got a lot of wood on that one. But come on, for the love of God, can we just not? Like, I'm fine with them playing Kerfoot up the lineup more now. And he's responsible and they trust him. And I get it. He's smart, blah, blah, blah. But this is literally, he gets thrown over the boards after a few minutes before, he misses a perfect saucer pass that he can't get a stick on. That's an easy goal tapping if he's just able to I get know. any piece of the puck, misses it completely. And then he's first over the boards on the power play. Like, come on, Sheldon, please, for the love of God, just some reason. <laughs> I bet you just, uh, uh, just a little bit of reason, man. Last rapid fire thing, and it's non-Leafs related. We're Blue Jays opening day tomorrow. Give me your World yeah. Series pick, please. Buddy, I think I think the Jays are the best team in American League. Oh yeah, we're, are we both going to pick the Jays to win the World Series? Because that's what I was going to do. I think here's here's what I'm not going to do that because yeah. I, I don't want to go full. I'll like, do it. Just I'll Homer Jinx. Yeah, I, but I do think they're going to win the American League East this year. Yeah, me too. They're the best team in the I, division, absolutely. Yeah. I think they're going to roll to American League East. Like I think they're going to win it by a, a comfortable margin. Like five, six games where they they're up on say they're I think it's gonna go them, Rays, Yankees this year. Love it. Love it, love it. Uh Jays beat the New York Mets in seven games to win the World Series in October. So there you go. Man, the content we would get from 
Frank from Barstool. Oh my God, that's the only reason I picked that. Him hating different dream. Blue Jays players <laughs> as he robbed the World Series for him. I actually don't think there's a better outcome than that. No, that's the number one outcome. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I want it so badly. I want that so badly. All right, subscribe to this podcast, leave five stars, do all those nice things. Uh, we're working all weekend this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, but yeah, blue Jays tomorrow, baby. Let's go Jays. Hey, golf show starts on Saturday. Me and Gunner masters preview Saturday morning. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, look forward to that. Got Rupp on the podcast. If you're a real Kipper and Bourne fan, uh, we're 12 to two tomorrow because of Jays. So yeah. we got Mike Rupp coming out on tomorrow. Who's always fun with the guys. So 12 to two tomorrow for real Kipper and Bourne instead of three to five. And uh, yeah, looking forward to watching the game with you tomorrow, buddy. Go Jays, go. Yeah, lovely, lovely, lovely. Go Toronto Blue Jays. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JD Bunkus at Sam A. McKee. Follow the podcast on all the platforms. Leave a nice review if you want to do something kind today. Hit the thumbs up on the YouTube channel. The subscribe to the Sportsnet page. You can see all this stuff as soon as it pops. Man, we're getting close. Only a couple of weeks to wait until the playoffs. This is what we've been working for. JD Bunkus, Sam McKee. We will see you Saturday. <laughs> <laughs>